Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your weekend update. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without advertising by going to theathletic.com slash NBA show and subscribing. Big, huge monster weekend in the NBA, Keith. And to me, no bigger game than Warriors-Lakers for the Saturday night main event. And uh, a rare thing happened, Keith. We got the washed king actually playing like people were calling him washed. LeBron James was insane in this game. He played like a man possessed, like he was angry. It it reminded me of his time in Cleveland when, when this was actually a rivalry. And he led the Lakers, who are not nearly as good as the Warriors, to a big time win, 124-116. LeBron James, 19 of 31 overall, 6 of 11 from 3, 12 of 13 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 56 freaking points, Keith. It was unbelievable. You call it the game of the weekend. I think that's fair to say after the fact, perhaps not heading into it. There were some more Titanic clashes of better teams playing, and we're going to get to some of those. But as far as like a marquee event, I saw some people rolling their eyes at yet another Lakers-Warriors Saturday night. Listen, they already showed me a couple weeks ago they could play a great game, even if neither teams are playing that well. And this is what it is. This is a star. It's a star-driven league. And you saw LeBron James put on an absolute show, you know, up against, obviously, Steph Curry. It was incredible. 37-year-old LeBron James clearing 50 points, jumping way above the rim to throw down one-handed alley-oops. It was Unreal, a spectacular performance. Also, it was exciting because the Lakers hadn't won in a while. Uh, The Warriors now haven't won in a little bit. This was a massive victory that the Lakers desperately needed to stay in the play-in battle. I know no one is really chasing them. Like, the Kings are still so far back there. The Kings still behind the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers who who just tanked it up on Saturday. Like, hey, listen, nobody's playing. Nobody's going (laughs) to... I'm sorry. Josh Hart, you've been great. We love getting you to trade. You're not playing. You're out. They didn't even make up an excuse. They wrote rest in there, which I thought you weren't supposed to do anymore. But anyway, this Saturday night on ABC, unbelievable throwback performance from LeBron and the Lakers. And has this given them, Lakers fans, hope? And is giving the Lakers fans hope? Is that just cruelty? (laughs) It may be at this point. You know, LeBron had this great drive where he wound up going under the basket for a dunk. That was when he really started to turn it on because the Warriors were, were actually winning this game. And Keith, I, I got to say, when you look at the stats, and I watched the game too, the Warriors should have absolutely won this game. They, they have more talent. What happened with the Warriors? I don't know if this is accurate. I don't know if this opinion I currently have is backed up by factual statistics. Feels like the Warriors kind of choke a lot. Feels like the fourth quarter Warriors seems to be a little bit of an issue they seem to get a little bit tight 
And maybe it's just the ones that are on national TV that I'm frequently catching where it's like, hey, how come the Warriors aren't putting uh, putting anybody away? And uh, teams are getting back in the game and, and pulling out the victories. And now the Warriors have a lot of, like, question marks. They've fallen behind the Memphis Grizzlies. As far as the, the two-seed, they're talking about not even sending their players to an upcoming game. I mean, they just got to rally the forces and hope Draymond, I guess, you know, comes back and, and saves them. Yeah, I'll circle back to the to the scheduling issue for them. But I, I do want to mention Steph Curry had 30 points in this game. But one of the big problems, Keith, is that Klay Thompson has just not been good. And he's not really playing like Klay Thompson. There's a lot of dribbling. He's not really making shots off the dribble. And it just seems like he's not getting to the same spots on the floor that we're used to seeing Klay Thompson. I said the other day to someone, he's reminding me a lot of Andrew Wiggins right now. But he's not as good as Wiggins at being Andrew Wiggins. And even Andrew Wiggins isn't really living up to that that all-star uh, credential that he earned. Uh, it hasn't been a great run for him. You can make excuses for the Warriors or at least explanations. Don't want to. I'm not disparaging them by calling them excuses, but like Kaminga played a huge role and, and and had a nice game. And like you know, even Moses Moody was playing some minutes and had an okay game. But you're relying on rookies, and it wasn't enough in this game as they are just a tiny bit shorthanded and uh, perhaps also just giving into the rigors of the season. So the Warriors have a makeup game that had to be added back on the schedule with the Denver Nuggets, okay? And, and Steve Kerr wasn't happy about it, basically has said out loud that with their the second game in this series, they, they play at Denver Monday, then they're home for the Clippers on Tuesday, and, you know, back-to-back, road back-to-back is tough, but then two days later, they're supposed to be back in Denver. And it's, this is rough because they're about to have a really long homestand. Matter of fact, that road game in Denver cuts off what would have been over two weeks at home. That is a huge rest period for them as they're looking ahead to the playoffs. So I completely understand it, Keith. But on the other side, when I'm looking at the Denver Nuggets and their schedule, well, it's not really much better for them because they have that same game against the Warriors on Monday at home. Then they travel to Sacramento for a game on Wednesday, and then they have a back-to-back against the Warriors the next night at home. Keith, why didn't the NBA just ask those teams to play a neutral site game in Sacramento? It's a very short allowed? trip. I mean, why not? It, we're making this stuff can, uh, stuff up as we go. They can along. play it on the on maybe they could play it on like the uh, an aircraft carrier in the bay or something. Raise <laughs> some money, week? raise some funds. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is weird. The schedule for the Nuggets is nightmarish this week. Uh, they play on Sunday, they play on Monday, then they have a day off, then Wednesday, Thursday. Back-to-back, and and that's one where Steve Kerr said, listen, I'm not sending my guys. I'm not sending my guys who are high in minutes. I'm just not flying them to Denver to play this makeup game. I'm sure he's going to get fined, or the team's going to get fined. Um, I believe the game's on national television, on NBA TV. Can we not flex that out, guys? Steve Kerr told us he's not sending his players. What what, what are we doing here as a league? But anyway, It's a Thursday night. I'm sure the Grizzlies are playing, Keith. (laughs) Man, let's flex the Grizzlies onto every game. They're incredible. No, you know, it's a tough situation. Making up games lost uh, due to COVID issues early in the year. There's no easy solution. And I guess particularly when you're Denver and your airport's real far from your arena, uh, not a lot of people like flying in there to, to do a makeup. It is probably hard to find a solution. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Had a lot of star power in Boston on Sunday, Keith. You got KD back, Kyrie playing because it's a road game, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, one guy in that group really stood out to me. But the rest of the guys were also pretty good. Huge game. Look, the NBA is just full of so much talent. Any given game is gonna just have the potential to be the game of the weekend. This to me is 1B to that Lakers-Warriors game. Jason Tatum, 54 points to lead the Boston Celtics over the Brooklyn Nets, 126 to 120. Keith, this game was back and forth the entire time until Tatum really took over late. And you know, 28 lead changes in this game. Big shot making. How it good was, are the Celtics right now? It was a fantastic game. You ever have buddies who text you about the NBA and they assume you might have the answer and then they text you something <laughs> and you don't have the answer? Uh, the the question in this instance is, hey, how come there aren't NBA games on like every afternoon like this? I, I don't know, buddy. It, it, it was amazing. We, we, had, we had two awesome games on Sunday afternoon. This Nets-Celtics was like a heavyweight battle and you had multiple stars you had Kyrie and KD finally playing games together we waited so long to see them together during the game Steve Nash you could hear in a huddle when he was mic'd up telling his team we're not going to win pretty because we haven't we're not used to each other so just do everything you know with purpose with pace uh and they didn't end up winning this game at all uh no style points involved at all that they lost the game but like you saw the efforts you saw some potential what this team could be you saw KD playing at an MVP level, and guess what? He wasn't the best player on the court. <laughs> he was at MVP level, but Jason Tatum was ridiculous, and this Celtics team looks so good, and I know they lost to the Pacers somehow last week, and they lost to the Pistons. Who cares? This team looks amazing. You got Jalen Brown. You got just, I mean, Grant Williams. You got Robert Williams. Like, everyone fits, and when Jason Tatum turns it on like this, you say, wow, why aren't they a contender? Like, what what can you poke a hole in this team right now? Their defense is so good, and when the offense clicks like this, you just kind of sit back in awe, and you're like, sorry, Nets, you played great, and it wasn't good enough. Yeah, the Celtics lost a lot of games early on in the season, a lot of close games that they probably should have won, at least some of them, and I think that that has ruined our opinion of them for this year. And if you just look at the last six to eight weeks, this defense has been, I mean, this, this might be the best defense in the playoffs when the playoffs start because they're perfect for it. And Keith, when, you, when you're looking at the box score, you look at Marcus Smart, a guy who they've been trying to replace him as point guard the entire time he's been in, Bo- in Boston. He's not enough of a playmaker. Well, nine assists in this game against Brooklyn, who, you know, their defense is not great. But when you can get that kind of production out and with that sort of defense, which he was spectacular in this game, that's huge for them. And also, I mean, as a playmaker, not only nine assists in this game, in the previous game against my Memphis Grizzlies, Mark Summer had 12 assists uh, setting up everyone. It just, it just seems like this team clicks. Like Al Horford is playing out of his mind. 
And then w- when Tatum delivers a 50-burger, uh, when Tatum is all NBA level that he normally is, when Jalen Brown is delivering, like Jalen Brown didn't even, I guess, need to do that much. He hit the dagger in this one. He's a fantastic player. It's just this team, all the pieces fit with Derek White off the bench and Grant Williams playing small roles. It seems like like this is a playoff team. It looks like they're made for the postseason. And I guess it comes back to that defense, which I, I do think, like you said, it's probably the best in the postseason. I think, you know, it's probably the, the best in the NBA. Second big game on Sunday is a finals rematch, although for the Suns, man, they're missing some of their main characters. No Chris Paul, no Devin Booker, no Cam Johnson. And they had a good shot at winning this game, but they lost to the Bucs 132-122. And one guy was really responsible for it. Chris Middleton just absolutely torched them, in particular in the fourth quarter, Keith. Uh, Chris Middleton with a season-high 44. Yeah, you say, what's the point of even playing if Cam Johnson's not available? That guy who had a career night uh, a, a couple days before against the Knicks, banks in a buzzer beater, hits nine threes now. And, and then this game, it's like, we know there's no Chris Paul. We know there's no Devin Booker. They're like, oh, Cam Johnson's out too? Uh, it seems like that's a, distress, a distressing setback for the Suns, but they didn't care. They were cruising along. Jay Crowder's playing amazing. It This team seems so deep. It doesn't matter who suits up. This team is a powerhouse. They're a juggernaut. Yes. All right. Chris Millison goes off for 44 and lights it up in the fourth quarter. Like that's how you beat. That's how you beat the one seed in the West. Who's missing. What? Two of its top four players. And also you got to talk about Deandre Ayton. I mean, Deandre Ayton, absolute monster. Pay that man, Dave. Well, 30 points in this game for Aiden, and he really was the focal point of their offense and and gave them a ton of trouble. And I'm going to pivot now to Giannis because I think that that's the other side of the Aiden coin. Not only was Aiden so good offensively, he also gave Giannis some trouble on the other end. Giannis only scored two points in the second half of this game, largely due to foul trouble because of the pressure that Aiden was putting on the basket. So a great two-way performance to me, from DeAndre Ayton, which is what they got out of him in that playoff run. I mean, this looked very similar to the way that they played in the first two games against the Bucs, where they just got everything that they wanted. And then, of course, late, they didn't have the guys that they lean on that make them the best clutch team in the league. But Giannis, man, this was a rough game for him. And I think going forward, when we're looking at the playoffs, we're going to say, oh, do the Suns know how to take Giannis out of the game? I mean, that's a pretty bold statement. I would like to think it's they, that the Suns went with the twin towers of JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo on the second unit. That I found refreshing. But that's a shorthanded team. But they made it work. They made it work with what they had. Uh, campaign, huge game. He's been massive uh, since he returned from injury with, De- with Devin Booker going out with uh, health and safety protocols. Now, this Suns team, like, they lost – but I think if you're the rest of the league, you look at the Suns, you're like, oh my goodness, they're so good. They have so many good players. If they're totally healthy, we, we know Booker's coming back. You know, you assume uh, that Chris Paul is going to be ready for the postseason. I think, like, they're probably the favorite. They've played the best all season. And then when you see this, we're like, all right, like the Bucks, you can't feel that good about it. Like, you, it's good to win always. It's good to beat a, a good team always. But, but you have to know the players who weren't playing and how much of a struggle it was and just be like, I guess you relieved that you escaped with the victory. I think that's the right way to put it. And if you're Phoenix, man, you just you realize that you can trust your factory to produce wins. And, and that's something to hang your hat on because it, it really does mean that they're going to get 
they're making the finals. I, I just think that this is what we're looking at. This is the finals team coming out of the West. They're the only team I really have full confidence in. Obviously, I think Memphis could get there. Utah has a chance to get there. But right now, man, they just feel like the best team in the league. I think a lot of teams have a, an opportunity, specifically in the East. I think the East is very wide open. I think in the West, you would have to say, you know, it's probably the Suns. I think that they're definitely the favorite. But I'm not going to be stunned if any of like the top five, actually, that's a lie. I will be stunned if my Memphis Grizzlies make the NBA Finals. But you know, like you would expect, I think at this point that it's probably going to be the Suns with the, with the season they've put together, with the depth of talent, with how well it all fits together, with how well this team is playing, like one through eight, nine. I don't want to offend people. Like, the, Tory Craig comes in, plays well. Andrew Shamit comes in, it moves into the starting lineup, plays well. It's a very, very deep squad that seems to be the peak of its power. Well, that's going to do it for the show, folks. Hope you guys have a great start to your week. Make sure you keep it locked in right here to the Athletic NBA Show. Keith, let's get out of here. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.